Hello, welcome back to Really the Peers, where we chat about and discuss all sorts of movies. My name is Gary O'Brien, and with me as always for these monthly recaps, it's my co-host, David Scanlon, as we talk about the movies released in March 2022. So stick around, we hope you enjoy. This month has been a hard one because we've all been hit with a serious illness, a disease of sorts that has just caused our lives to change in ways we never expected. March Movie Madness is something that the public need to be wary of. They need to know there was too many movies in March for us to watch and simply drove us to madness. So that is my statement. <laughs> David, we don't have, there's too many movies to talk about, David. We don't have time for your stunned silence. Hello to you too, Gay. I'm glad to be back. It's March Movie Madness, <laughs> March David. March Movie Madness. My God, there's so many movies and all the madness. What is it, 12? 13? I think it's 12. We could do 13, but that's too unlucky. Um, We had streaming movies. Yeah. We got blockbusters. Yeah. We got hidden gems. Yes. We got piles of shit. We did. <laughs> I thought it was very rude for Omniplex to just yeah. walk us into a screen and be like, that's it. Enjoy that for an hour and 44 minutes. I think people wouldn't get off their phones. Yeah. And you're just like... It's a disgrace. Really. Yeah, I'm already being offended by my sense of smell. Yeah. <laughs> my sight as well. Uh, right, we don't have time for this. No, keep no moving. more banter. Right, no more banter. Housekeeping up top. Um, hello. Thank you for listening. Thank you for continuing to listen to me and David ramble about movies you saw uh, in the last month. Um, I'm going to get this housekeeping done up top because I always leave it to the end and I forget, but I've written it down. One thing, follow the Instagram if you want updates. All the things that we're doing this episode are going to um, go up on that. And what I mean by that is we're changing the structure ever so slightly in that we're not just going to go through every movie, but we've kind of... Cra- Gary has crafted with the supervision of David I've crafted these awards that we're going to present each month yeah. and then each award kind of has a certain amount of nominees and allows us to get yeah. into them yeah I feel like you know someone you know can be given the title of you know best movie of the month but unless you give them an award exactly it's really pointless and that's the plan that we do I, my idea is we're going to try and get people to come and accept them so I've reached out to celebrities mm-hmm. I am yet to hear back mm-hmm. Um but I am hopeful. Yes. So what else? So yeah. So we're, so that's so all that stuff will go up there as well. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, there's going to be a poll to ask what movies you're excited about for excited for in April. And um, you can also leave five stars. I don't know what it does. We don't get any money. We don't get any exposure. I just fucking want it. So do it now. I don't even know if you have Spotify or what you're listening on. Stop it. Go on to Spotify and give me five stars. Yeah. I want them. Moving on. He needs he needs that ego boost, people. Come and on. And speaking of ego boost, there is a website called Letterboxd that me and David put all of it. It's great for just tracking the movies that you're watching, but then also you can leave reviews and such. Me and David um, use it quite often. And so if you wanted to see what movies are watching and what reviews we're giving them earlier than the podcast, that's a great way of doing it. And I'll leave the links in the description or such. I don't know what my username is. What's your, mine's, I think it's Gary186, I think mine is. Um, I think that mine's the same as my Instagram handle. You're, oh my God, the synergy. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Dscanlon10. Uh, Dscanlon10, yeah. But yeah, like what, what Letterboxd is good for is just short little snippets, what are people saying. Um, it's, I think it's a little bit better than Rotten Tomatoes because it's like, you can see what people yeah. are saying. It's not the, like... There are some funny posts as well. Oh yeah. I like I, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's not taken too seriously, yeah. but there is like, like as much as there is people taking the piss sometimes, mm. there's people who are taking it seriously, the kind of balances out. Yeah. So you get a good idea. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the movies we're going to be talking about today 
Um, the big one, the Batman. The Batman. Uh, we're going to be talking about Turning Red on Disney Plus, The Adam Project on Netflix, Red Rocket, Fresh, Windfall, Cheaper by the Dozen, The Phantom of the Open, Ambulance, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Morbius, and The Duke. So a lot to get through yes, today, David. On, we gotta we get can't going. allow any tangents. Yeah. There's just no time for anyone to be talking longer than they need to be talking about stuff before they go off on a tangent. Gary, by Gary, the way, Gary, did Gary, I... Gary, come on. <laughs> what? Stop. Oh, no. <laughs> Stop this. You can't help yourself. Yeah. Uh, and another thing that we thought to bring in to sort of, um, sort of scale the movies is we, I was, we were thinking about like review, like um, rate, ratings or rankings and stuff. And it just got messy between like stars and grades. I don't know what the fuck a B minus is. So I was like, yeah. traffic lights. Keep it nice and simple. Traffic Green, is. go see the movie. Amber, proceed with caution. Red, stop. Because you will kill someone if you go see that movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Someone will die. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, we have six awards. What would... We didn't discuss this. What made you want to do the movie? Start with movie of the month? Um, no, I was going to say leave that to the end. Okay. Because that's... That's the main event. That's the main event. Main yeah. event. Okay. You don't, you, don't, you don't announce best picture to start the Oscars. Oh, no, it would be just a much quicker night. Oh, that's <laughs> another thing. Um, I'd say is um, based on just the movie industry at the moment, uh, if David says anything I disagree with, I will get up and slap you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> say anything about Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Keep his name <laughs> out your mouth, all right? <laughs> No, you could, come on, say the line properly. No, let's come on, it's PG. Oh. But I want that fucking five stars. <laughs> right. Okay, well, do you want to start with Hidden Gem or... Okay, we've got... So the type of categories we have is we have Movie of the Month, we have, like, Worst Movie of the Month, we have an award for Best Acting, for Worst Acting, we have one for, like, a Hidden Gem of sorts, and then another one for, like, a... Uh, I'm calling it Visible Garbage or Visible Trash. Yeah, the movie that's, like, was it was... Big publicity behind it and just ended up being a flop. So much potential and just is bad. So it's not a bad movie so much as it is just like, it's just wasted so much potential. Um, So yeah, which one? I'll leave it up to you. I think think Hidden Gems probably a nice nice place to start. Okay, well, we've got some on this that um, I thought were some of the best Hidden Gems in a while because we go see, we see weird movies in Rathmine's Omniplex uh, as Omnipass gold members and no sponsorship uh, yet. And yeah, it allows us to kind of see these movies that um, we would have never gone to check out. But this month, I think, was one in which we saw a lot of movies that we never would have thought to go see. And they were actually pretty good. Rather uh, than... Not only that, I think the st- whole streaming service thing has helped as well yeah. with, with some things coming out there. Um, but yeah, but as you say, um, there was a couple we went to see in, in Omniplex that, again, I think if, you, if we had to pay, we definitely wouldn't have bothered. Like, yeah. Yeah, well, one, one, one is actually a holdover from February, but it's kind of like uh, very much something that I think people would love to go see. It's called The Duke. Yeah. It's great. It's about a guy who is very anti-establishment. He, d- he refuses to play for his TV license. Yeah. He's just anti-government in a way. Um, and what happens is he takes a trip to London to... Um, Protests. Protests to the yeah. government and the government are after recently spending an obscene amount of money on a painting yeah. that nobody knows why. They just were like, here's a painting, we yeah. want it. And he gets very annoyed about this and he actually goes to see the painting and then next thing you know, the painting is in his house yeah. back in Newcastle. In Newcastle. And he, it's this guy just holding the, the British government to ransom. It's based on a true story yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, and it's just really heartwarming, really funny and so well written. Very, very quirky story. I think like, again, it's it's that type of thing where you get a lot of really strong British actors mm-hmm. doing some kind of quirky story. Like yeah. We've seen, we've all seen like moves like that before, but 
I, I had a great time with this. I, I don't know if it was the Newcastle accent or whatever. Yeah. It was just very, very funny. Again, cast-wise, you have Helen Mirren, you have Jim, Jim Broadbent, Broadbent, Fionn Whitehead, for, who people might know from uh, Dunkirk and Bandersnatch, the the um, Black Mirror movie. Matthew Good? Yeah. He, he was very good in yeah, this. Yeah, he, he just kind of has more of a cameo role at the yeah. end. But again, he's very uh, plays a really good role as a as a lawyer. But yeah, it's it's... Uh, I, I would say this is the perfect movie for someone like my man dad oh, but yeah. I, I think anyone can enjoy this it's, it's I don't really enjoy good. it uh, I think it's such a like if you want a safe option on Netflix yeah. with your parents yeah. the Duke yeah. something like an hour and 40 minutes Yeah, well paced oh I think it dragged does it drag a bit in the middle there is a bit just kind of three quarters of the way through yeah. before you get to back to say London we'll say yeah. Um, but yeah no, I, I had a great time with this and again it's 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 the type of thing you definitely I wouldn't have said at the start of the year never would have even heard yeah. of it and it's just like it pops up out, out of nowhere yeah um, also that's the, is, that, is that the one where someone someone's phone rang during it yeah, and they hung up and yeah. then they rang back and someone accidentally answered it and had yeah. a phone call in the middle yeah. still didn't take away still, from the movie exactly yeah uh, another nominee time. for Hidden Gem of the Month Um Phantom of the Open, very similar to the Duke. Yeah, I'd say a similar vibe. Um, so if anyone has seen Eddie the Eagle, um, it's it's kind of that same idea of a person wants to get into kind of a sport that they have absolutely no clue about. Most of the audience probably have no clue about, but they just have this pure optimism and positivity that they're like, you know what, I'll give it a go. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like what I got when I was a kid and I'd look at the Olympics and I'd see the high jump and I'd be like, that's not that hard. Yeah. But like, imagine if I was a 45-year-old man and I watched a golf tournament and I'm like, that's easy. Yeah. And I just go off and basically sneak into yeah. the British Open so, and yeah. compete. So the story is that there's this uh, father of two, father of three, three, sorry, um, and he... Played by uh, Mike Rylance. Mike Rylance, yeah. He was great in it. And uh, another, again, the, who was... Who's the girl that Sally Hawkins? Sally Hawkins as well. Again, like same, really very strong, similar to the door. Yeah, strong, strong couple. Um, and he just decides one day that he, he's lost his job, so he's like, "I'm gonna become a professional golfer, or not become a professional. I'm just gonna play golf." And you know, he, he sees people. He sees the British Open. He's like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna give that a go." It's open. It's open. Yeah, it's open to anyone, <laughs> yeah. obviously. Um, so he ends up getting into the British Open without any uh, experience and ends up shooting the uh, highest score. Which I'm sure a lot of you are thinking, that's wow, that's amazing. But yeah. the highest score is actually the worst score. Are you idiots out there? <laughs> oh, you were probably thinking he's really good. Um, but golf. it is a heartwarming story of like how someone like that can become an inspiration to maybe not the people who are like, you know, hardcore, say golfers, but, you know, more of the general public yeah. and stuff like that. So, um Again, a bit like you said about the Duke, it drags a little bit in the middle, but there's a bit towards the end where it uh, just gets, it's, you just leave a smile on your face. Yeah. And um, again, everyone in it does a really good job. There's there's two lads who do a lot of dancing. Oh, there is the Russian dancers. Yeah. Um, then there's also the guy, what's his name? Reese something? He plays the lizard oh, boy yeah. in... Um, in uh, Reese Iphons, I think. Yeah, he's yeah. very good in it. He's a yeah. Scottish man. Yeah, well, excuse again, me, mate. Do you know golf, do you? Yeah, exactly. Scott's bloody invented. Oh, I'm going to stop that accent. <laughs> Just you wait for the Batman, ladies and gents. Yeah. Um, he actually does. Another character I'd like to highlight is one of his friends, is this kind of. Uh, oh, 
He's what would you call him? He's not a geezer. Yeah, he's a bit he, of a geezer. He is from. He's like you would be like he's a character that should be written for only fools and horses. Yeah, he's he's one of Del Boy's mates. Yeah, um, but it, like again, if this pops up on a on a Netflix or something, oh, definitely give it, give it a go. And again, you don't need to do anything about golf. Yeah, I know jack no. shit. I thought the highest score was good as well. Don't worry, guys. Um, Got your back. If if you want to watch it with your man dad or something like that, it's a nice one yeah. to put on. And I think everyone again, I, I'd say I would probably recommend this to my man dad. But yeah. like again, it's a nice one if everyone wants to sit down on an evening and just watch something. Like and I felt very motivated. Yeah. After I was like I've already decided I don't have until Dave this is live on air. Uh, I'm entering into one of his races. Uh, it's very hard. He's running for Ireland and it's like the Leinster Championships I believe. And I've snuck my way in. I've told him I'm a professional from Ethiopia. Mm. So um, I reckon I give it a go. Gary O'Brien of the the Maasai tribe. Yeah, I'll have you in the first. I'll have you in the first ten <laughs> seconds. Um, so moving on. Uh, what else we got? There's there's um there's Red Rocket. Yeah. Um, so Red Rocket is a if you like uncut gems. Yeah. And um, this is a movie where it's basically a guy who all of a sudden has moved back home to Texas. Texas, Texas, Texas City, Texas City, yeah. and uh, yeah, he's 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 an ex porn star, and he's like. Trying to like he's just. He I has, thought you were gonna lead up to that. <laughs> no, okay. No, he's exports stuff. Basically, yeah. he's just like such a a parasite, parasitic human being, in that like yeah. he, he's the person. It, the best way I can describe it is, you know, when it's his round and you're yeah. like, where did oh, he go to the? Ge-? This is this guy. Yeah. This is the guy who's ducking out of a round. He is just taking any. You give him an inch, he'll take a mile. Kind Actually, of. Actually, that reminds me. I owe you for. I owe you a pint. Pint? No. I've waited 63 episodes <laughs> to air that grievance. Um, but yeah, so basically it's about this guy and then he's like trying, like he's like moving in with his ex-girlfriend, his, his ex sorry, his, his actually current wife and her mother because he'd left them to move to LA and it's all about like, oh, I'm just going to stay a couple of days. I'll pay rent. Okay, I'm just going to stay a couple more weeks. And it's just about this guy, much like Uncut Gems, he's just like, making bad decision after bad decision and trying to get away with shit and you're just... But he, like, the thing is, he does get away with it. Yeah, and that's... The, yeah. It's, and yes. it's the thing that's most unnerving about the movie is just like, what? <laughs> yeah, and like, how are people trusting him? Yeah. Why is he corrupt? Why is he like, abusing people's trust like this? Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's it's... It's not a it's it's not an enjoyable movie. Yeah. I wouldn't say it. Like, I, I don't. Think, you can't enjoy. You can't like any of the characters. No. no, none of the characters. You're like, oh, I'm happy. What happened to them? Or, yeah. And even at the end, like he 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 kind of he gets his comeuppance, but like even that, you're just like not even not not enough. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it's it's it'd be a hard again. It's a hard one probably to watch at home in the sense of like you'd just be like, I want to turn this off. I don't yeah, like. Yeah. You feel like you need to go for a shower after or something like that, and and. Why well, the way the way the movie it's it, it there's a nice parallel between what's happening but for our main characters and then in the background you see things that are going on with the 2016 American election mm-hmm. and you see obviously the likes of Hillary Clinton who's she up against again Donald Trump whoa and um, you know obviously there is parallels between Trump this this character and Donald Trump and you know how. You know, he keeps coming out with these ridiculous statements. Or he keeps coming out with, you know, doing stupid shit and getting people in trouble. And he keeps getting away with it or whatever. So yeah. I, I did like that kind of allegorical sense. But it's it's the type of movie where if there's not a character that I can kind of like root behind or something, it's just very difficult to... And that's why I, I would struggle to recommend this to people. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the big, biggest surprises about this movie is the leading actor. Yeah. A man by the name of Simon Rex, who probably to most people you wouldn't know to hear like the name yeah. but he's the guy in all the scary movie movies yeah. and he's in like um, the superhero movie 
Um, he's in all the spoofs. Yeah, he's in all the spoof yeah, stuff. Yeah. Uh, he's also in a thing a short called "Racist Superman" as Jewish Superman. Jewish, Jewish Superman. Yeah, a guy who I would have never considered a yeah. high caliber actor, but he gives a fantastic. I did, and, and that's the one thing I will say: the, the, all the all the acting is great. Oh, but he notch. was he was absolutely standout. And again, it's that type of thing where, you know, for you to hate someone so much, they must be doing a good job yeah. of, of acting, or whatever. Because he's on a round table, with. Andrew Garfield, yeah. um, Nick Cage, and um, two others. But like, he seemed, comes across as so likable. Mm. And then when I watched this movie, I was like, oh wow, he's, mm. he's like good at acting because I hate him now. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, if you're a fan of Uncut Gems yeah. and you just live for anxiety and stress, yeah. this movie could be for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of another movie, and this is our last nominee for Hidden Gem of the Month, uh, is another movie that's probably difficult, uh, probably like. Um, Difficult to watch at home. It's Windfall on Netflix. I say difficult uh, for a reason. Um, yeah. Because it is a very slow burn. Yeah. Very, like it's a movie where everything is given a lot of time. Dave will walk through what the movie's about now in a sec. But like in terms of like, I could see myself. I did it actually. But I could see other people just like checking their phone. Yeah. Because scenes go on too long. But it's, I, I love it for that reason. But oh, I'll, I'll let you fill so, in this movie. So this is a Netflix movie. And... The one thing I would say is, yeah, as, as you said, it's very easy to get lost. The, the reason I actually enjoyed this so much is I watched it on a plane. And I know what you're thinking, like, you know, I, it can't be that good if you're watching it on a plane. But because I was on a plane, I couldn't go on my phone. I, I was trying to just stay focused because, you know, you're just trying to get you to flight or whatever. So that really, really helped. Um, This is what I would call, like, high caliber cinema. Yeah. It's just like... It's and and it's not. There's nothing complicated about it. There's nothing like, you know, it's nothing like an Inception or a Tenet or something like that where there's something strange happening at the end. It's very simple, but you have three like really high class actors bouncing off each other in a story that is, um, tense. There is a build up of atmosphere in a in a strange kind of environment, and. Like I, I would say Jesse Plemons. Like if, if this was in a like a higher budget film, I mean, like he would get a lot more mm-hmm. credit. Yeah. Um, I'd thought Jason Segal. No, Jason Segel. Jason Segel. Yeah, I thought he was great again. You, you're used to seeing him in more comedic roles, yeah. getting Sarah Marshall in 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 How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. I thought he was great. I haven't seen much of Lily Collins, but again, I thought she was really really good. She's kind of more the the sensitive or the emotional um Crux. anchor of of the movie yeah um but this i and I, I i will say it like if you're if you're struggling to get through the first half an hour i can totally understand it. and if you watch this and think like it's absolute dog shit i can absolutely understand but for me i was just like they just take their time with everything and this is what i think netflix can do really well is those movies that would never get made yeah but like you have the likes of Jesse Plemons, you have the likes of Jason Siegel who are putting like producing. Yeah, I think it's it's perfect for that. Um, I don't I, I'm I don't want to say too much about it because like what what I'll say is it's 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 a simple kind of high or um hostage situation where Jason Siegel um comes in to rob Jesse Plemons' house. He's kind of this, this tech billionaire. Um, he takes uh, Jesse Plemons and Lily Collins hostage. They're a couple. And certain things happen. Um, there's one bit where like they're talking about how much money he should get. Oh, it's, yeah. it's just so it's it's so ridiculous. It doesn't like it makes no sense, but it's so good. So I kind of compared the pacing of this similar to Drive in the sense yeah. that 
that's an hour and a half movie but so many of the scenes and shots are allowed to go on too long yeah. but it's the same with this it's so real of a movie mm. because it just deals with the awkwardness of situations like this yeah. so, like no one like when you see some like hostage situations and it's the, the the hostage um, the what you call it the kidnapper or whatever it's just like super calm coming in with all these quips and the yeah. other people are like please don't take the money it's all very much like what do you want like money do, you, do we have money we can give you money just leave let us just yeah. get the fuck out it's all so normal it just all seems so comes across so real yeah. and like not to get, like I said not to give too much away but there's no bigger plot yeah it's just the story yeah. and it's just all how three humans yeah with different opinions and perspective on things act in this scenario yeah. and where it goes from there yeah and it very like very easily could have made it this whole thing about you know oh big CEO the working man yeah or the the and then the the housewife or not the housewife but the the confidant or whatever. But they just made it so simple. It's just yeah. like, no, these are just three characters. And, you know, that's all it is. Yeah. Um, but I, again, I find it I find it difficult to recommend. But yeah. I would say if you have an evening, it's 90 minutes. Yeah. If you're on a plane. If you're on a plane, like you download it from Netflix and give it a go. Because it is just, again, I, I just, I define it as high quality cinema. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. a movie. Yeah. It's a film. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> um. But yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I think you re- I was again. I got off the plane and Gary asked me, "Oh, what you watch?" And I was like, "Windfall." And you were like, "Oh, it ain't good." And I was like, "Yeah, let me <laughs> let me let me, uh, let me brew on that one." Because yeah. <laughs> again, I wasn't sure. And you watched. I was like, I wasn't I sure if it. he was gonna hate it. Because um, it's very it's funny because we're always um, talking about movies that like because when you look at our top lists of the years, it's always weird movies in there because we like seeing yeah. stuff. It's different, and this is very different to what's out there. Well, that yeah. was, sorry, not even that's out there. Stuff that we've seen. You know yeah, I mean? like, we're, yeah. There's definitely more niche movies out there that yeah. we don't know about. Like, this oh. is a Netflix movie, of yeah. course. We're yeah, going to have access to it. it. Yeah. We're not going to the IFI and seeing what most recent Belgian production has been. We didn't see that Irish movie this month. Fuss. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> yes. Ah, I've seen enough of Ireland as it is. Okay, so what we're going to do then is we're going to pick the Hidden Gem Award. So it goes down to a vote. You get a vote, and I yeah. get a vote. And I know what you're thinking. That's only two votes. What if you both vote for something else? That's where the tiebreaker comes in. So we actually resort to the producer and the producer gets to pick what it is. And I am also the producer. So I get two votes, Dave. <laughs> and was that my producer just saying something, mate? Yeah, no, he says he agrees with me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Um, so what what, do you, what would your vote be for the in the Academy for Hidden Gem of the Month? So this is a difficult one because it, like... If I was to pick something where I'm like recommend to someone, I would say The Duke. But if I was to pick something where like what was the best film, I would probably say Windfall. Yeah, I'd I, I'd be inclined to go Windfall because I think that's a hidden yeah. gem yeah. of a movie. Yeah. That no one would think to unearth but us. Yeah. The um, elite of cinema. But as film. I said, I, I think like if you have an evening to yourself or with the family, give The Duke a go. Yeah. But Windfall, just yeah. high caliber cinema. Producer agrees. <laughs> so Windfall, the first award. Oh, and Ooh. by the way, what the plan is then, at the end of year podcast, we'll then pick out of the 12 months yeah. the hidden gem and then that movie, the award will be named after them. So for example, if Windfall wins, it'll be called the Windfall Award. Windfall Award. The Windfall Award. Um, right, okay, moving on. First award given. Well done. Clap, clap, clap. Jesse Plemons, feel free to pick up the award in person. Lily Collins as well. If you want to send your dad, Phil, <laughs> I'd love to meet him. <laughs> I Big love fan the, of Tarzan. I love the Tarzan soundtrack. <laughs> Son of man. <laughs> um, Our Genesis getting back together. <laughs> 
Jeez, could you feel this uh, in the air tonight, Phil, this award coming? <laughs> Just ladies and gents, if you think that's the worst mo- uh, song pun of the podcast, wait until Ambulance comes up. Oh, God. Um, right, what do you want to move on to next, David? What's the next award? Yeah, so we got... We got... Okay, we, we've... Do we want to go bad actor? Worst actor? Worst actor? Or was, was yeah, that we can do worst actor. Yeah, I'm, like I feel like that's that's the way to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. worst actor. So I actually have a name for this award. And I asked okay. you who we should name it after. Yeah. Um, and we kind of caught, thought of like, I was going to call it like the David Spade Award or the Jared Leto Award. Oh, right. Um, but and then also I was trying to think of the good yeah. award and who I would name that after. So for the good award, yeah. it's called the Pierce Brosnan Award for Excellence in Acting. Yeah. Um, and then for the bad acting award, it's the Pierce Brosnan Award for Incompetence <laughs> in Acting. Yeah. He's a man with many good and bad movies. I mean, the man can act well, but poorly. Exactly. <laughs> so it's only fair to show that reflection yeah. in our award names. Yeah. So does does this mean he could he could get Two Face Award or Two Face role in the new Batman? He can get any role in Batman yeah. if he wanted to. He could be in like. I feel like all the all the bad guys are now Irish actors. Or Irish actresses. That's a great point. Yeah. We'll save this for the Batman so, thing. We'll, yeah, come, we'll, we'll circle back, back to this. We'll come back to that. But uh, yeah, so, the, uh, so we're doing the Pierce Brosnan Award for Incompetence in Acting. Yeah. Excellent. Great stuff. Great stuff. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, we actually, there wasn't very bad, many bad performances this this month. Yeah. Um, like there was, there was poorly written characters, but I wouldn't say that was anything to do with um, yeah. the movies. But I'm going to have to give it to this movie. Uh, there's only one nominee for it. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be The Dozen from The Cheaper by The Dozen. Um, and uh, w- what I would say to people is, strap in. Okay, one second. I'm just going to set a five-minute timer. Yeah, okay. I'm going to set a five-minute timer on my phone. I'm going to leave the room. I don't need you here for this. It's just me and the listener. It's me and you, baby. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about you by the dozen and talk about how we don't know anything about golf. <laughs> right, <laughs> five minutes. Is there, is there golf in that movie? No, no. In the, uh, the, I'm, 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 I'm connecting with yeah, the audience. No, remember, because right, we collectively didn't know that a high score in golf was bad. <laughs> right, five minutes starting now. So, Cheap by the Dozen, as anyone who might listen to the last podcast, is a movie. Is a remake of a remake where, uh, in the originals, it's a guy and a wife have twelve kids, and then that was remade with Steve Martin in 2003 or something like that and they had a sequel and now this movie has remaken again but they are not doing it properly because they are taking the plot of yours mine and ours with Jack Quaid in it which is about a guy who has like nine kids and he marries a woman who has also nine kids and they join their families with 18 kids and two adults and have 20 really raising the stakes what Disney did with this was they wanted to get around the whole fucking um, oh Zach Braff is a horny fuck and they've had 12 kids insertions <laughs> 12, a minimum 12 <laughs> and then what happens is what they've decided to do in this one is so much more convoluted and I just make sense it, 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 okay yeah anyway I'm going to do the rant and then I'm going to do the serious bit so I can't even do the rant because it's a really sweet movie David it's so nice it's actually I was going to do a twist at some point but this is it it is a movie that does inclusion and um, different families really really well it's like, it's all, so basically Zach Braff has three kids with his ex-wife and then they just, the way their lives go, they're just like, we shouldn't be married. But like, and he looks after the kids because he's got a business and she's off doing something, but she actually nannies for the kids as well. So she's still in their lives and he marries um, the actress, who I forget her name, and she's married to like a super famous um sports star but again he becomes super famous and they change and then they realize it's best to part ways then like Zach Braff and his ex-wife adopted one of the kids from their friends who died in a car crash 
Um, so they just took him in. Uh, and then like with with the kids, with um, the new wife, Zach Braff had two sets of twins. So that's two insertions there, minimum. Minimum. <laughs> Still upset by this. Um, so, and then there's like, a, there's a kid in like a, in a wheelchair for the whole movie. Never discussed. Um, never brought up. I just thought it was really cool. Then also later on in the movie, because I got, I sent some deranged voice messages to people when I was only counting nine kids um, and I thought they were encountering the ex-wife in the dozen and I lost the plot a bit but then later on in the movie Zach Braff's sister goes to rehab and then she looks after uh, they look after her son so it's a really cool movie in that and it does all these really interesting things because all the kids are different like races as well like some of them are like mixed race some of them are black some of them are white uh, one of them is like um I think his parents are from the Middle East. That's the one whose parents died in the car crash. And there's scenes where it's like, they're in this like country club because I will get back to trashing this movie in a sec. Um, and the white kids can kind of go about and do stuff in the pool. But like, when the black kids are running around with like toy guns, she's like, oh no, you can't do that. You're not allowed. And then they're just like, but like the other kids are like, yeah, but yous aren't for a reason. So it does this really yeah. interesting way of showing this family with so many dynamics. And I think it's such an important movie, I think for kids to watch just to normalize all yeah. that stuff. But it's still so trash though. The story makes no fucking sense. Zach Braff definitely doesn't look like he slept with his wife minimum 12 times. He is the sauce king, David. What he does is he sells a sauce that depending on what you put it on is sweet, savory, spicy. It's just a magic sauce. And he becomes famous selling a magic... He calls himself the sauce king because what he does is he has a restaurant that serves all day breakfast, but it does like dinner meals but like with breakfast ingredients it's so stupid but a really important message for kids <laughs> and that's five minutes so yeah I, I i get where you're coming from with that um and like we've, we've seen those type of movies before where like the message is there mm. and there's a there's an important kind of through line but it just gets lost because the movie is just and you said you said it about Home Alone as well, like the whole. Oh, thing. I thought the great things in it, and it just I, was executed poorly. Yeah, but um, I yeah, I just think with this movie, it, it's not a good movie, but I yeah. think some of the stuff that it's no, it's attempting to normalize is really cool. Yeah, and I think as much as I do joke about them not fucking twelve times and yeah. having kids, uh, I think this is actually a really cool way to update the story. I will give out that there's not twelve kids though. That's so you, fair. So you're saying they shouldn't have called it cheaper by the dozen? They should have called it. Yeah, but it means people are going to watch it because yeah. it's called by the dozen. But they should have had 12 kids. Yeah. I'll stand by that. Because me and my fan base online, we know, as true fans, we call ourselves um, the Baker's Dozen. The Baker's Dozen. Because there are dozens of us, David. Dozens of us that know what the real story is. It's really exhausting to do this. I've done this on air and off. It takes, it takes a lot out of me. But yeah, so it's a very sweet movie. Oh, the kids are trashing it, though. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't tell you a single kid's name. There's one emo kid who is... I don't like to rag on bad kid acting, but it's not good, so I'm going to have to give... What I would say is when kids do a bad job, it probably saves them from a life of torment. That's true. Hollywood. Do you know the Razzies? You know the guy from... Um, do you ever watch Even Stevens? The yeah. guy in Cat in the Hat. You know the Razzies have an award named after him for like worst... Uh, Kid, uh, worst acting award I forget his name it's really yeah. harsh so the Pierce Brosnan award for incompetence in acting goes to the dozen from Cheaper by the Dozen by the Dozen nice yeah no I can't say anything I haven't seen it but I can oh, only uh, Gary, again Gary I got one of um, Gary's uh, 
voice messages. Oh, well, I'll slip it in. I'll, I'll put it in because I sent one to you and I sent one to Lily and John. Yeah. I'll, I'll put it in here just for just to show him deranged. Yeah, how deranged he got. How, 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 how much of the plot he really lost. <laughs> guys, guys, I've started shaved by the 2022 version. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless at how much I hate this movie already. I, there's only nine children. It's not even ten children. There's only nine. I'm losing my mind. I feel, I feel like that could be a a, a message that Batman gets from the Joker. In the yeah. <laughs> Sorry, leave it to me. Um. Okay. What's next? So well done, cheap by the dozen. Uh, the dozen, cheap by the dozen. Cheap by the dozen. Uh. So will we go back to something a little bit more positivity? Uh, we'll, go, we'll do the other Pierce Brosnan award for excellence yeah. in acting. Um. So one of them we already talked about, Jesse Clemens. Oh, very very good in yeah. Windfall. And um, I actually think it's mad because he recently was nominated for yeah Power of the Dog, which he was all writing, but like this, oh, this is ten so, times better, so much better, so yeah. good. He actually has character traits in this. Like, yeah. Um, one of the others is um someone who's actually got a lot of play or a lot of exposure now in the last while, and that's Mr. Sebastian Stan hmm. in Fresh. Um, yeah, take it away. <laughs> you want me to talk about? Yeah, because I'm man, I I might uh, need to recover after the whole tube by the dozen. Yeah, thing. okay, that's fair. Okay, so Fresh is a Disney Plus or Hulu um movie, whichever you wanna wanna say, uh, whichever um streaming service you have. So uh, the thing is, like, the the problem with this movie is, I think they market it incorrectly. Like, okay. I would have liked to have gone into this as blind as possible mm-hmm. but I kind of had an idea because if you see the poster you kind of know what it's about yeah it's a hand in like cellophane in a, in a meat in a meat in yeah. a packet of meat oh actually yeah I will say because there are time codes below yeah it, it, maybe skip this and watch the movie and come back if you're interested yeah. in it because this one is probably like I don't want to yeah. ruin a lot of it yeah, yeah okay so um the basis of the story is we meet a girl played by Daisy Edgar Jones um, and she's kind of like struggling with like the whole dating scene she's on like Tinder and stuff and she keeps meet, meeting these kind of dickheads and stuff and I love that opening scene though yeah the, the, the man in the, oh that was great yeah um, and yeah she's, so she's kind of struggling with that and then all of a sudden she meets Sebastian Stan in a supermarket and he's kind of like charming and stuff and they go out on a couple of dates and everything seems to be going quite well. Um, but he kind of has a secret, let's say. Yeah, or a, yeah dark kind of past. Um, and the, the one thing I liked about this movie kind of technically wise is the first half an hour is like a prologue and then there's kind of like a... I don't know if you call it like your a, a twist moment and then it turns into something like completely different. Um the whole allegorical sense of this movie is uh, like I what I got from it is it's how men kind of take women down or like true not even true like dating but like in relationships, you know, they kind of tear women apart and that's kind of what I got from it. Yeah. Um but like incredible, incredible performance by Sebastian Stan. Yeah. We've already seen him as one kind of psychopath, and now he's like a completely different psychopath. Yeah. Um, the other being Pam and Tommy. Yeah. Um, he plays a character called Steve, which I thought was funny because obviously Steve Rogers from. Uh, oh yeah. From, uh, the Avengers. Um. Again, don't want to say too much. You, 
what I will say, some people, like, I, I watched this with, with my girlfriend, she, like, she was kind of, like, gobsmacked when it got to that point, and then she was like, I don't think I can watch the rest of it, and then she did watch the rest of it, because it, it is, like, intriguing, yeah. and you just want to know how it ends, um, yeah, I, I, I don't want to say too much, but it is, like, it's amazing how this movie got made, because it's, yeah. like, it is, uh, re- like, it's, it's over the top, and I can see where, where they're trying to get the message across, um, we had the kind of problem with it or the issue with it that it's kind of like stretched a bit too thinly yeah it tries to cover too many bases Um, I kind of wish they kind of just stuck with one issue and just like Holding focused on, on it, it yeah. yeah highlighted that instead they kind of there's they're trying to cover different kind of topics and themes and stuff Um, but again I, I kind of had this on the standard of a, of a Netflix movie or yeah. a streaming movie and really like I mean it's the type of movie I think should should have been talked about a bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it probably just didn't get the play. I can I can imagine a lot of people turning this off halfway. And yeah. again, as I said with with a couple of other movies earlier, like I don't know if I could recommend this to anyone. It's and, it's a struggle. Yeah, I'd see, say. and again, just to stereotype slightly. Yeah, is that generally women don't like horror movies or yeah. gory movies. Yeah. Generally speaking. Uh, and I only say that because a lot of people I've recommended this to, like girls that I've recommended it to, have been like, oh, but it's a gory and scary. Yeah. I'm like, it's only implied. Yeah. But I still think that's their target audience. Yeah. With it because I think even though some of the stuff is very exaggerated, like it's so far extrapolated from yeah. what the commentary is on, I think it, they can relate to it so much more. Yeah. Than to do with, aren't men assholes kind of thing. Yeah. And it's, it's, like, it's more dark humor than anything like, yeah it's that's that's what like uh, that's what i would define it as like i wouldn't say it's it's not well i don't know if i'd fi- define it as scary but it's like it's it's hard it's thriller horror yeah uh, a thriller drama yeah. or something like that yeah it's it's just but it, it's amazed it's on disney plus yeah it's, <laughs> it's great. just it. incredible like um, and actually I'd nearly just speaking of Sebastian Sanders I'd nearly throw Daisy Edgar Jones into it because she was like she was really she was really very good, good yeah. in this and it's gas because maybe it's because we're Irish like we've just I've seen so much shit about Paul Mescal I don't I have nothing against Paul Mescal yeah. but we've just seen a lot of him now I feel like he just wear, goes out and wears shorts and everyone loses their damn mind yeah. and then he was in a Rolling Stones thing yeah. and then he was in The Lost Order playing Paul Mescal yeah, and everyone's like oh my god he's the best actor ever <laughs> And then nobody really talked about Daisy Edgar Jones from yeah, normal who people. Was, and then, I, who was probably better than him. Like, yeah, and then, you know, she's in this and it's very good. Yeah. And, nobody, and, everyone, and look at us talking about Sebastian Stan. I know, yeah, I know. But Sebastian Stan, like, it's like Batman and the Joker in the sense yeah. that like, you're always going to talk about the Joker because it's so much more eccentric. Yeah. Um, the same way Sebastian Stan yeah. is in this. But no, I, I would absolutely agree. Daisy Edgar Jones plays that role really, really well. Um, I would say, actually, even the point, I'm going to say like three quarters of the way through, do you know, when they go for dinner in his house. Mm-hmm. Um, like I couldn't tell like if she knew what she was doing yeah I love that like, scene yeah. and like yeah. was she yeah, I didn't know wh- which way she was going to go yeah. or whatever but yeah really really good so yeah recommend it because it's like really good performances and is a, there's a, there is a good message in there Um, mm. it's just a little bit convoluted yeah. for my for my t- taste or whatever yeah. not even taste but my uh-huh. opinion whatever so. um, also I realise we haven't done the traffic light thing for anything <laughs> at the end yeah we did at the end yeah because we can just put yeah, all, yeah, all yeah. together I was just I was just thinking of that, just because I was talking about proceeding with caution yeah. in my head I was like oh yeah the traffic <laughs> yeah, light thing yeah um, yeah so I yeah fresh it's on Disney Plus Disney Plus if you have yeah. it 90 minutes as well 90 minutes yeah a lot of good 90 minutes movies this yeah. month I'll be yeah. fan of that I would eat like we, we probably could have put that in Hidden Gem but it Again, I wouldn't say that's the type of thing where... No, people know about it, People though. know, yeah. Um, 
Another move. Now, again, I'm pr- I put this person in. Uh, also on Disney Plus, this next person. It's Jessica Chastain in the eyes of Tammy Faye. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's a very particularly good performance, but I'm putting it in here because she won an Oscar for it. Yeah. Just so I can talk about it. Because uh, I could, can't put it in any other category. Um, she is very good in this. And I think, based, so she's playing a character called Tammy Faye. And she is like a televangelist um, from like the 80s or something like that. And basically she was... Um, she was like her parents had her out of wedlock she was oh she wasn't allowed in church and then she had this like strong connection with church and from that she really loved it she went to like bible camp she met andrew garfield's character mr tammy faye <laughs> and uh they end up you know putting going around the country putting on shows like sermons um and then they end up getting a tv show and then all of a sudden you know their life drastically improves financially and it's just like where's this money coming from and it turns out what's really interesting about it is when you talk about that story that scandal it's weird to focus on Tammy Faye because she's not involved in it but I guess that's why the movie is called The Eyes of Tammy Faye because you see it through her because a lot of the big not twists in the movie but a lot of the things that happened around that time you see from her perspective you see Mr. Tammy Faye go off and have a conversation with an executive in the corner and you're wondering what that's about and it's really cool and that she, she knows nothing of it and is it is it a bit like he's kind of pushing her in certain directions? Is it, is it more kind of manipula- yeah, manipulative in that sense? Kind of, yeah. But like, it, it's very much like he's just off because like all of a sudden they're in a nice house and she's just happy about that. Oh, okay, but like, yeah, now yeah, he's taking money from yeah. different sources and such, and um, you know, she's she's very it, it paints her in a very good light and as well because it shows her like talking to like uh, people living with AIDS and she's very um, out of pollen. What's the word I'm looking for? She like. She'll be like, it's awful that gay people don't get into heaven. And they're like, you can't say that on TV. Yeah. She's like, why? Like, it's nice. To, I, she's like, I love people. Like, why would I be mean to another yeah. person? So it's like, she's in this sort of, um, you know, church setting, but yes, it's going against the more conservative views of it. Yeah. And yeah. um, again, but yeah, so anyway, so it's, it's kind of like follows that and she's very endearing in it. Um, but the two things I find very strange about the movie is that it won for Best Actress because, well, we discussed that, I think, in our Best and Worst or, I don't know, there was very, there wasn't a lot of good female yeah. leading movies this year and that's evident by the fact that all the nominees for best leading actress those movies weren't nominated for best picture yeah and um, so i wouldn't say this is a particularly good movie i didn't really not that i didn't get the point of it i was kind of like and like yeah. so like it just it just seemed very off and i don't think jessica chastain she, she did a good job in it but i wouldn't be like get her an oscar do yeah. you know what i mean yeah. but also watching Nicole Kidman and Being the Ricardo is another movie that I don't think is particularly good. Nicole Kidman acts better in that, mm. but Jessica, Jessica Chastain, I think, does a better impersonation. Yeah. So that's what's probably been awarded it for. So I thought that was a bit weird that it won an Oscar for that. The second reason why I thought it was weird it won an Oscar is because it won for Best Makeup. The makeup is very distracting in my yeah. opinion. I find it, it takes me out of the movie so much because you've got two very good looking leading actors you got Andrew Garfield and Jessica Chastain and then you hide them with this weird like because they've got very defined jaws but the actors the characters don't and that's where the makeup is it's like all around here on their face around their chin and stuff and it's very just and it's from the young age to old and it's just it takes me out of it especially when there's close up emotional scenes and I'm like that's just really bad makeup and I know uh, Tammy Faye like she has like tattooed lips lip liner on and like the, the the eyelashes are stuck on like she's very concerned about her looks yeah. but i just took me out of every emotional scene i was just i couldn't get over it yeah and um, so i thought it was weird it won for best oscar and i'll shut up at some point but i've got a whole bit if you don't mind and right. um, because it got me thinking about movies that win for best makeup oh, wow. <laughs> so because i was looking at the last 
five years and it's the eyes of Tammy Faye Matt Riley's Black Bottom Bombshell Vice and Darkest Hour so basically making people look unattractive and like other people is winning best Best Oscar as I'm finding out but I looked back further David and I think always think it's funny when you can say a movie is an Oscar winning movie because it wins for like a technical award so I looked at some other previous winners for best makeup and these are Oscar winning movies Mm -hmm. Suicide Squad 2016 The Wolfman Wow. Star Trek Lemony Wait, Snicket Wait Star Trek? Uh, the 2007 one Wow Jesus. Also that got nominated for A shit ton in the past For all the older ones as well uh, Oscar winning movie Lemony Snicket's A series of unfortunate events Oh that's totally fair How the Grinch Stole Christmas Yeah that's fair as well The Nutty Professor Wow Mrs. Doubtfire yeah. Terminator 2 Judgment Day And Beetlejuice All are Oscar winning movies It's great I don't disagree yeah. I just think it's cool But yeah, also but you, but you can see how it's changed Over time Like it's become less about say creating characters say like the Grinch yeah or uh, Count Olaf yeah or anything Jim Carrey Something related like yeah exactly to just look making other making actors look like other people yeah yeah I thought it was interesting yeah but yeah. also I also think it's funny when a movie can say it's Oscar nominated yeah like Coming to America which was nominated this year oh wow but did you know Coming to America the first Coming of America was also nominated also in this category The Lone Ranger I just think that's an Oscar nominated movie I think that's yeah. gas and um, the last three. One I think is deserving and I can't believe it didn't win. Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. Yeah. How did that, How did neither Hellboy win? Yeah. And the last two. Oscar nominated Click. For what? With uh, Best Makeup with Adam Sandler looking all old at the end. Oh wow, that was it, was it? Yeah, I think so. I thought they were going to give it to Christopher Walken. Or <laughs> I thought that was uh, I can't Christopher remember that. Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah. And then my favourite ever Oscar nominated Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. Absolutely fair. <laughs> so that's my makeup bit. Yeah, so yeah I just think. Uh, so yeah, so I guess with uh, Jessica Chastain, like she's not getting, she's not getting the Pierce Brosnan Award for excellence in acting for yeah. sure. But um, I just thought it's weird that um, on the whole makeup thing, I just yeah. went down a wormhole there. Yeah, no, that is interesting. As I said, like it, it's it's weird how, and I'm sure the same could be said about a lot of other awards that it's they've changed over time. Yeah. Um, and that's probably just the way Hollywood is going. It's more kind of biopics and yeah, stories like, about interesting characters. Well, like look at who won like this year. Um, for best actor and actress, it was Will Smith playing a real person and Jessica Chastain playing a real person. And then like just thinking off the top of my head, you had Rami Malek. Yeah. Uh, you had Gary Oldman. Yeah. You had uh, for Churchill. I feel like if you were to look back, it's all yeah. playing real people. Yeah. Um, sorry, I got a bit sidetracked. The last nominee for Pierce Brosnan Award for Excellence in Acting, I think, is Rob Bat Bat and Bat, Robert Pattinson for Batman. But we can get into that in the Batman section. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, so who do you want to give it to? Sorry, what was the nominees again? Uh, I think we have it as Robert Pattinson, yeah. Jesse Plemons, Sebastian, Sebastian Stan, uh, Daisy Edgar-Jones, and Jessica Chastain. Or Colin Farrell. Oh. No. Yeah. You know it's Colin Farrell? I think you have to give it Colin Farrell. Yeah, we have Colin Farrell. Well, we haven't talked about it, but Colin uh, yeah, Farrell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Colin Farrell in uh, yeah. The Batman. Colin Farrell, if you want to pick up the award, <laughs> feel free. Um, we can go over to Supermax. <laughs> get a kebab. Oh, no, Abracababra. Abracababra, yeah. Go over to Abracababra. Uh, they'll get it over to you. No, yeah, that's that's absolutely fair. Yeah, I didn't even, he wasn't even on the list. Yeah. He wasn't even nominated I and know. he all of a sudden he won it. He just got, he came out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. Um, hey, <laughs> what are you doing? 
So let's talk about. Um, oh my god, we have so many movies to talk about yet, David. Yeah. Um, right. Well, we go to the worst movie of the month, which I'm calling the Poovy of the month. The Poovy of the month. Poovy of the month. Poovy of the month. Um. Well, nominee Jim by the dozen. Yeah. Even though it shouldn't be there, but you have a nominee. Ambulance. 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 Yeah. Okay. So Ambulance is a new movie by director Michael Bay. It has a strong cast, including Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, I can't remember his name. Oh, uh, Abdul Mateen II. Abdul Mateen II, who we would know from Watchmen and uh, Aquaman, Candyman as well. Uh, and then Isaac Gonzalez. Um, okay, so this is what I would consider a 80-minute film stretched over two hours and 15 minutes nice yeah um like what I would say is it has good elements okay Mm -hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal Jake Gyllenhaal he kind of plays this weird like really eccentric loud character and he's just like he's just like deranged a little bit deranged um I would say like most of the acting is fine I just think the direction they were given was probably just over the top louder louder bigger louder yeah (laughs) Michael Bay Transformers guy yeah there's there's kind of other kind of side characters who again are like they they're fine like they they do a good job mm-hmm. or whatever, um it's clear Michael Bay, um you know saw certain things and was like yeah I'm gonna do that like sixty three times <laughs> I'm really gonna I'm really and sorry the story is that it's a heist gone wrong, and then the two characters Jake Gyllenhaal and Abdul Mateen the second hijack a ambulance and are driving through hey, that's the name of the movie <laughs> yeah are driving through LA um, and what they have they have an injured cop on board and uh, Eisen Gonzalez is is working on the ambulance she's trying to keep him alive so that's you know that makes sense now the whole thing is the whole plot of the movie is based around the fact that the police don't want to um, don't want to like stop the ambulance kind of um, abruptly because there's a cop on board who's injured and they're okay. trying to save the cop now that's fine okay and I think that's actually an interesting plot because it was less about you know Isaac Gonzalez who's uh, uh, working on the ambulance it was more about oh we only need to save this cop which is like interesting like you know yeah. the balance between men and women the balance between you know why why would why does you know cop lives mean more important than say civilians but uh, in the whole meantime like I mean I've seen about 15 cop cars flip like 12 times and I've seen like you know people get thrown off of bridges and you know literally I would say like over 100 people died because this cop needed, yeah. needed to be saved uh, okay. um, which made absolutely no sense and um, the other thing is there's, so there are some cool shots where with with drones okay? okay so I think like this drone pilot or drone manufacturer I can't remember who it is I heard it on a, on a review um, he's like the the best drone pilot in the world, and obviously, um, Michael Bay. Can you imagine that person trying to explain to them to their mother or father what their job yeah. is? I'm the best. It's like what is even is that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but obviously, what happened is Michael Bay saw this and decided to put this in the movie like sixty three times. Sixty three times. I'm going to describe it. So imagine you are flying over a building. Hold okay. On, hold on. Drone drone okay. shot. Yeah. Okay. 
180 degree turn on upside down. Oh, I'm getting a bit sick. Okay, there. then you go down the building. Oh, that's very far. Now. Okay, you're going down the building really fast. We're 180 again. What? What? 180 again. You're now like the right way around, and now you're following a, a truck. Okay. okay? I'm that and truck. then there's a there's another car that comes up on your side. I see it. And then that flips over the car. Oh my god, so dangerous! Uh, flips over the ambulance. Okay. And then crashes, and then you 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 take a, a quick 90 degree turn. Oh my god, so and, quick. And. So imagine that, okay? Okay, I'm feeling That's, a bit sick, David. Yeah, right? exactly. So that that was fun, like the first three times. Jesus Christ! That no less that was that was in the movie no less than fifty two times, <laughs> okay? And by like by number like thirty five, I was like, no, I, I think I might get sick. <laughs> Roller coaster movie. Um. But yeah, it, it, like what what this movie told me is someone gave Michael Bay two hundred million dollars and told him to do what he liked. Okay. Um, the one thing I like, he came out and said some of the CGI in this movie is shit, and I would disagree. Like, I, there was probably one or two points where it was like below par, mm-hmm. but it was fine. Um, no, this is a nothing movie. Like, it's I really like. There's no there's no plot to it, or little to no plot. I'm looking up. I'm trying to find the budget. Yeah, it's forty million. That can't be right. <laughs> He's obviously put some of his own money into that. Maybe, yeah. Maybe he, maybe he was getting a, a lot of money from the drone people. Yeah, it's like, it might like. Have you seen Speed? It's a little no. bit like Speed. Okay, but it's like stretched over two hours. Over two hours. I'm so glad I didn't go see this. And like, see, is it now? See, is this just you not liking it because you're a big Taylor Swift fan? See, that's what I'm worried about. Because I, we always used to call David Swift Scallon, but I didn't. I thought that was because he was quick at running, not because he's a Swifty. So let me just get up a list of Taylor Swift songs. They just, you just, um, uh, what's all this bad blood between you and and Michael Bay, huh? You need to calm down. Red. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else we got here? Um, geez, uh, I should have prepared more. Yeah. Welcome to New York. <laughs> it's it's all set, and the thing is, like, you're you're the the movie starts. Like the song you're called I Did Something Bad <laughs> the Michael Bay autobiography <laughs> <laughs> the, the movie the movie starts with again a a plane or like a a, a landscape shot of LA mm-hmm. okay that tells oh, you you're in LA okay. then ambulance comes up and then the LA in ambulance is highlighted so that's three times you're told you're in LA <laughs> so again I feel it's like la 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 land <laughs> I feel like it's some sort of love letter to LA but like again it makes no sense. Like, there's nothing in it that, like, m- makes it, or hooks it to LA. Yeah. Or, I know, like, they do a lot of driving around LA, but it could have been any city in the world. It could have been Dublin. They could have just on the M50. <laughs> you think you're getting a, uh, you think you're getting an ambulance in Dublin, that uh, I know. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's, and like, I can't, I, how does he, how did he get those caliber of actors in this movie? Drugs. <laughs> Just says, hey, do you want do you want some like cocaine for my private reserve? Yeah, um, maybe yeah. he threatened to wash Jake Gyllenhaal's hair, and he was like, ah, I'll do whatever you want. Just don't wash my hair. I like it greasy. And I can understand maybe Jake Gyllenhaal wanted to play that kind of eccentric character, but he could have done that in a better movie. Yeah. He could have he could have played your man out of fresh. <laughs> no, the the internet wouldn't like that. Mm. Would have been funny. Yeah. So is that our poopy of the month? Because I was gonna give it to you by the dozen. The only reason. The only reason I'm giving... Wait, we haven't even talked about the... the is that... One. Is that what, what? We haven't talked about the last one. What do you mean? The last movie. That we're nominating for a movie of the, the month? Movie of the month, yeah. Is that not... Okay. Are we nominating Morbius? Yeah. Okay. 
And the only reason I would give to Ambulance over Morbius is because it's longer. <laughs> there's like there's like 45 minutes in the difference. Okay. Or, well, half an hour. Well, back. is Morbius for Invisible Garbage or Poovy? Okay, yeah, we'll go Invisible Garbage. Okay, one second. No, actually, we probably should have put Ambulance Invisible Garbage as well, but... No, I wouldn't say that's like a Visible Garbage. Uh, really? Nah, because Michael like... Bay? Nah, but it's not... Like, it's a 40 million budget. Not, if I said to someone, like, hey, have you seen that new Ambulance movie? Like, what movie? Yeah. But if I said, oh, you know that new J- yeah. Jared Leto vampire movie? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, okay, that's fair enough, yeah. So, but see, I, I, I would have voted for Cheap by the Dozen, but I just need to ask the producer. What? <laughs> Cheap by the Dozen is way worse! <laughs> right, he's giving it to Ambulance. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So congratulations, Ambulance. And uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, feel free to drop by. Yeah. And also give me my fucking scarf back. Um, oh. Okay, so then we'll get on to Visible Garbage then. Yeah. We're a- are we ending with the two Bat movies? Yeah. Hold on. Do we have anything else that we haven't? Oh! You haven't said Turning Red. Or The Adam Project. Oh, The Adam Project definitely goes into Visible Garbage, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, that's fair. And... I don't know about that. I do know about that. Garbage. Right, okay, let's talk about Visible Garbage. And yep. I go talk about The Adam Project. The Adam Project is a movie on Netflix that has Ryan Reynolds, Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Garner, and woman from Kidding that I forget her name, and a young youthful boy who swears. Christina something. Yeah. Um, So yeah, it's about a movie where this guy is living with his mom after his dad had been in a car accident, and all of a sudden one night he is visited by a spaceman that turns out to be him from like... 30, 40 years into the future. The future. The future. And it's directed by Sean Levy, who did, funny enough, Cheap by the Dozen in 2003, but also movies like uh, Night of the Museum and most recently Free Guy. And it's basically about young Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Reynolds trying to get Ryan Reynolds back into the future, but, because he's time-traveled back, obviously, but uh, complications ensue and they, yeah, Okay, my thing with this movie is, it's just, it's a, like, all of these people are great. Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Garner, Ryan Reynolds, youthful boy, girl from Kidding, woman from Kidding, and Sean Levy. These are all, it's just, it's such a nothing movie. You forgot about Zoe Saldana. Oh, I think the movie forgot about Zoe (laughs) Saldana, David. Um, It's just such a nothing movie. Ryan Reynolds is playing the same fucking character as he always, I love Ryan Reynolds in most things, but I'm starting to get sick of it now, because he's not doing anything different. Um... And in this, it's just like, I'm a cool guy and I swear a lot. And, I, and I th- we have to sit through the whole scene of them being like, wait a minute, but how do you know how to close the fridge like that? I'm just like, oh, we know. Why is this scene going on so long? And it's just the story is just like so generic and it's all about an evil corporation that it wants to control time travel. And uh, and then the, and then what's really annoying is that, and spoilers somewhat, in the sense of like, they have to eventually go back further in time to meet up with Mark Ruffalo again, like the dad. But like, that would have been a cool twist, but they spoiled it that Mark Ruffalo was in the movie. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just, it's such a nothing. It's such waste. It's cool. It's fun somewhat. It's weirdly dull and dark. Yeah. Um, not in a thematical sense. I just mean visually. visually yeah. um, the effects are kind of cool. How mm-hmm. well, there's like henchmen when they die. That's a cool effect. The spaceship is cool. The world, the idea and the world are interesting. I just think the story was so nineties yeah. and just was didn't do anything really. It tries to be emotional and it didn't hit with me at all. Um, there's probably some of the worst digital de aging I've yeah. ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um, video video game. And I ju- the the women in it are just so poorly written. Yeah. Like like the Jennifer Garner's in it for like five minutes. Yeah. And there's a whole emotional scene she has, but it's Ryan Reynolds' scene rather than her scene. Yeah. And then Zoe Saldana, action star Zoe Saldana. Like, the action scenes were so bland, I thought. I just 
such a I just it's just such high quality like I've seen them do great things I just thought this was such a wet fart so the, the argument I would have is that if oh, be this, careful now remember what I said at the I will stand up and slap you if this was a, if this was or sorry if the studio had any expectations for this movie it would come out in cinemas like if you have yeah. all those actors you've all those names you've Sean Levy if this was if they knew this was good it would be in cinemas mm-hmm. but they obviously didn't have too much faith in it which is why it came out on Netflix and yeah. which is why I didn't really have too much expectations again I watched it on a on a plane it was fine um, again as you said interesting plot interesting world just poorly executed just yeah who's it for yeah is it supposed to be a family movie? It's is it? Because Ryan Reynolds swearing it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's Again, it's one of those nothing movies. And I, I think you're probably right about putting it in visible garbage. But I, will, I probably wouldn't define it as garbage. It's, it's Trash? Just, no, I don't know. Like, what would you... What do you... What do you just like? Junk. Yeah, it happens as junk. Because it's not the type of thing you throw out. It's just the type, of, type yeah. of thing you just like leave up in the attic. Well, what's another word for... What's an what's antonym for hidden... Hidden. <laughs> what? Hidden. No, I'm just trying to think. I don't know. We're, my, I've always thought the best things about the podcast is when I try to figure out something on the podcast. Mm. Like how to spell. Is it antonym, is it? Yeah, antonym, yeah. Uh, above board junk. <laughs> apparent junk. Bear junk. Bright junk. Hit clear junk. Disclosed junk. No. What? Uh, unconcealed junk. <laughs> Seen junk. Open junk. Plain junk. Public junk. <laughs> public. Revealed junk. See, social junk. I feel junk. like junk Junk could be taken in a different context. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the unmasked junk <laughs> yeah. sounds like a felony. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's stick with garbage or trash. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, I just think this is the type of movie that I wouldn't have even thought about. Do, yeah, Brian Reynolds wasn't in it. Yeah. If you told me that would be bad like I wouldn't give a shit um, Army Hammer yeah I was going to say your man out of Terminator Salvation Warrington just oh Sam, Sam, Sam Worthington? Worthington yeah yeah, something like that um, just a generic action man yeah this, I just felt it's such a generic script with what I consider fantastic actors but just done yeah. so poorly do you know what Ryan Reynolds needs he needs like an Oscar caliber movie he needs like a super dramatic thing just to like he, I think he's tried that before. Like you, you remember the Has one he, where he's bur- buried. Like that's that was, not dramatic. That's not Oscar. He's literally him in a in a coffin for like ninety minutes. Uh, that's a gimmick, though. I know, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just think he needs something he, different. Just doing something that's not Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, but I know he's got his old Wrexham and yeah, uh, like the gym. man is doing fine. He's doing fine. Yeah. I just mean like yeah, if he wants to keep making monies from movies, I think he just needs to change it up. Yeah, or just release another Deadpool movie. And I'm like, he's so good at it. How does he do it? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I'd agree with you there. Like it's just I it's just nothing. It's yeah. nothing. It's visible garbage. Yeah. Um, right, David. And the other nominee for this month is Morbius. Morbius. Okay, I'm gonna fix this movie away, in two minutes. David. Okay. The problem with the problem with Sony, the, the problem with Sony is they're treating their villains like heroes. Okay, so we're seeing an origin story. We're seeing you know how they're struggling to deal with their powers, and then how eventually they save the day. Mm-hmm. Wrong. <laughs> you treat your villains like villains. Yeah. Okay. So, for example, as I've said, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast before. Venom should have been treated like a parasite. Yeah. You should. You should have seen Tom Hardy you know, eventually wake up in the morning and all this destruction is just in his wake and he just doesn't know what has happened. 
or you know he, he's ended up with you know say a horse's head in his bed or something like yeah. that and he's just like how did this get there and he's just going insane from the idea that like he could cause all this mm. destruction or cause all this harm and he doesn't know what's wrong with him but we, we know that it must be venom or whatever yeah same with Morbius, okay? How you fix Morbius is you have it from the detective's point of view. Yes. You have all these murders, you have all these people with, like, all their blood sucked out of them, and they're trying to figure it out. Um, a bit like we've seen in the best movie of this month. You know, mm-hmm. we've seen it from a detective's point of view, and you're trying to solve the case. And then you might have, you know, scenes with Michael Morbius where, he, you know, he's he, maybe he's, you know, doing lab experiments or, you know... He might be doing some investigation into how people could lose so much blood so quickly, and but mm-hmm. obviously we know that yeah he's he's Morbius or he's the he's the, the, the living the living vampire. Yeah. So yeah, it's a movie basically about a guy with a genetic blood issue, yeah. not genetic, but there's a problem with his blood that he just is unwell. Yeah. he's something wrong with his blood. blood he's disease, unwell. Yeah. He just he can't like he's bad muscles in his legs or whatever. Anyway, so basically he becomes a blood scientist to help find a cure. And he discovers synthetic blood. He creates synthetic blood, which is Dizzy Sony's way of being like, he doesn't drink real mm-hmm. blood, he's drinking blue blood. Mm-hmm. He made that in a lab. <laughs> and it's very much like he uh, much uh, he then tries to splice human genomes with bat genomes because there's a certain bat that's able to have a something coagulant in yeah. blood, and all of a sudden he becomes um Dracula the uh, Dr. Mickey Morbius. The Dr. Dracula Mickey Man. Morbius the Dracula, the Dracula Man. Dracula Man. Um this movie was cut and sliced apart. Much like they, a... as you as you said, this is the this is the type of movie, this is the type of comic book movie that would have done well in two thousand seven. Yeah. yeah, even it's if like yeah, it, it well I don't know if it even probably would have even struggled in two thousand seven. Yeah. Um. When they, was when was thirty seconds to Mars big? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, that, you, that came out that, that would have been the after credit song, wouldn't like, it? Like oh the credit, my yeah. god, yeah. Um. But no, like it's obviously they they've cut cut and sliced this I'd say half the half the movie or half the um, the role is is just on the cutting room floor yeah. it's just well it's, it's very evident as well when we see this yeah. stuff in the trailers not in the movie yeah. uh, and different plot lines that were teased yeah. not there anymore yeah. uh, um, I don't think Jared Leto does a bad job no I wouldn't say anyone in the, in the actual movie acts poorly like it, there's nothing outstanding where you're like oh my god that's unwatchable acting like the acting was fine mm-hmm. like and you have really good actors you have Matt, Matt Smith who I think is actually doing quite a good role of just yeah. kind of playing the character and he's just having a good time playing this weird kind of eccentric character you have Jared Harris who is I think is really one of the most underrated actors in Hollywood have you seen Chernobyl? yeah oh, man, he's great, he's great man, isn't yeah. he? Um, there's a there's there's two detectives one detective I, I found quite funny and then Should've Tyrese um but as I said, just Sony need to stop doing these movies. Yeah. I, I know people like Venom, but I don't. I think there's just a waste of time. Like, I don't know why Tom Hardy does them. Money, money, yeah, money, money, money. money. Uh, I had a lot of fun with this movie. It is bad. Yeah. Uh, well, I just had a lot of fun with it because of how it was just... Yeah. just he just it just it just knows what it is and doesn't take itself too seriously and just kind of it does take itself too seriously but like it just, it just leans into it. And I think I'm, a lot of my issues with it probably line up with what you just said there about you're just not doing the character correctly. Yeah. Like, not to, I don't care if someone's listening to this and they're worried about us spoiling Morbius God, no time for you <laughs> yeah. I'll send Whittle Smith to your house yeah. don't worry if you've seen Venom it's the same thing <laughs> yeah it's more like I would have liked him to like be a bad guy yeah. and then because at the end because it's all about him trying to be a good guy while dealing with this vampire disease whatever but then at the end in the post credit scene spoiler he's a bad guy yeah. and I'm just like but if you were worried about making a bad guy for the whole movie why then have him as a bad guy at the end so it made no sense yeah, it's yeah. I thought the visual effects. I know I said this. Yeah. The look 
of the movie is very cool. Yeah. yeah. And between like the use of the vampire powers, um, right. Yeah. Right up until the, the, the yeah the end credit scene is like a Black Panther. It's like who was what and where. Like I don't understand yeah. what where where anything is, and it gets a bit like CGI rubbery. Yeah. But I think uh, I did like like even some of the bats like oh, that the, the the shot with the bats in the in the, yeah. thing, the like the weird cage thing. Yeah. That's probably all CGI, lab, but yeah. no one like yeah. you wouldn't. You wouldn't notice it. Yeah. Like it was all very strong throughout. Yeah, um, and I think it could have been. It's a bit like Venom. It could have been shot to be a super scary yeah. rated R movie, but and it wasn't. yeah, as you say, like this was this was obviously made to be rated R. Yeah, oh, and yeah. And then they were like, "Oh no, this is PG thirteen. Yeah, we need to make money from this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, just we'll, we'll get to it at the end, but avoid us. Just don't even bother. Red light. Yeah. <laughs> um. So is that winning visible garbage of the month? I think so. Yeah. More, okay. Well, well done, Morbius. Uh, yeah. Jared Lado, Lado, feel free to pick it up <laughs> yeah. and just, just don't be weird about it. Yeah. Just I feel like you're gonna don't be send weird. us anything back. Don't send us that. We don't want anything. We don't want like a bat. Maybe we should. Send, maybe that's what the award should be. We should just send him a we'll dead bat. A dead bat. <laughs> <laughs> done. Congratulations. Um. Okay. Well, speaking of bats. Yeah. Um. We're gonna get into movie of the month. Yeah. And we'll go through all the other nominations first well okay we'll put it this yeah. way what else do we have okay for nominated for movie of the month we have The Batman yeah Turning Red which yeah anyway I, I, have, I have stuff to say about Turning yeah. Red yeah um, Windfall sure The Duke yeah I was going to say The Duke as well and Red Rocket or uh, Fresh I don't know if I'd have Red Rocket in there sure. Fresh or Fat of the Open Fresh Okay, right. So we've already talked about most of them except for Turning Red. Uh, Turning Red, very quickly. It's a Disney Pixar. Yeah, yeah Disney Pixar movie about a young girl in San Francisco. San Francisco. San Francisco. And basically she gets to the age of around puberty and all of a sudden she notices there's some like changes in her body. But instead of being the changes that we'd all expect, at that age, she whenever she gets stressed or panicked or her blood rate goes to heart rate goes too high or whatever uh, she turns into a very large red panda um, and it's all a metaphor for puberty and such and I just had a really good time with it for a couple of reasons one it's a really interesting story that we haven't seen a, uh, like an animated movie a kids animated movie do let alone a Disney movie yeah. the fact that Disney had to animate tampons and pads, pads yeah. excellent yeah. love that I think it's I just I again I just like uh, I didn't have to go through it, yeah. so I don't know what it was I like. Know, yeah. But I, I could see it being a really cool way of, I don't know, just showing that's like, hey, maybe guy young boys just shouldn't be dicks to girls when they're dealing with stressful things. And yeah. I don't know if that's how it's received from kids, but I think that's a cool concept because yeah. uh, there's a whole character who does a whole arc yeah. based on he's being very mean to the girl's character's name. Yeah. I forget. Um, and. Yeah, so, and what also is cool about it is I love the animation. Um, what are very the things, different to very the usual different. Pixar. L- not in the usual, pi- yeah, kind of, was Soul Pixar? Soul was Pixar. Yeah. Yeah, uh, in the sense of like, Pix- uh, Soul was very realistic animation, as was Toy Story 4. Uh, Luca kind of was just um, shit. <laughs> and I just thought turning around, it was so animated. Yeah. I had so much fun with it. Yeah. The characters did unrealistic things. There was unrealistic lighting in it. It was just so much fun. And I really loved the characters when she started turning into a panda because I will say at the beginning of the movie the character the main character and her mother are very unlikable people yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think as the movie goes on she starts to I think the movie does have a bad message because she's off doing hijinks with her friends and her grades start to slip and I'm like yeah. Disney shouldn't be like promoting yeah. 
Because she's obviously doing well in, You should do well in school. Do well in school. Come on, kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, if I was an older Ryan Reynolds and I could go back to a younger Ryan Reynolds, but it's a Gary, I'd be like, do better in school, Gary. Otherwise, you'll be sitting on a sunny Saturday doing a movie podcast. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, I just thought that it was a really interesting anime. anime so I love the kids. All the kids in it, they're so distinct. Just, yeah, all yeah. characters. Yeah. Um, there's some really... Uh, it's set in the 2000s. They've got yeah, Tamagotchis. Yeah. I just really like that. I hadn't seen anything... Um, kind of go flashback to the two thousands in a while. Um, there's a there's a great mother daughter relationship thing. I love that as well. From like, yeah. it's so funny to see a mother and her daughter kind of like not get on, but then also see that the mo- that mother and her mother don't yeah, get on. And exactly. Yeah. See how that like transcends and um. I read something or it's like it, it's also the reverse Bechdel test and that there's yeah. no male characters in it yeah, I think yeah. the, the dad gets very short changed in yeah, it and yeah. it's, but again it's it's trying to focus in on the mother daughter related not for the lads I, I thought it was something I could recommend to people but people seem very lukewarm on it um, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I don't you know I, I yeah but I I, I don't you know I, I do Wayne I just think I was in a really good mood I was watching it on a Friday yeah. at the place to myself popcorn and I was just I was just loving it. I was just really yeah it was just I was in a good mood watching it, so I think that's yeah. why I liked it. No, I I would agree with everything you said. The only the only thing I be would careful, say, <laughs> I will slap you. The only um, downside to it, I just think, got a little bit over the top at the end. Yes, again, I agree I with feel, that. Yeah. I feel like that it kind of plays into the animation as well, though, so I can understand that. Um, but yeah, it's it's a nice one. I think like this is the type of movie that they could play in in primary schools, like fifth, sixth class, and, and oh yeah, 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 you know, trying. Um, get that kind of better understanding for, for kids what, yeah. they're, what they're going through and stuff like that um, anything else that you didn't mention um, no like yeah nice time it's perfect I think it's perfect again for a streaming film yeah um, I will say I don't think it did a good enough job of being like this movie is rated PG-13 yeah because I feel like a lot of parents lot of probably would have just stuck that on yeah, yeah and then like it, it doesn't go too heavy on the puberty stuff so don't get me wrong no, I, just, I, I just went like an awkward conversation and I think like it, it could like it probably could go over a lot of kids heads like in, yeah like, oh, absolutely yeah, yeah. So, like, like we just saw a movie yesterday yeah. that um, like kids didn't laugh at it we were laughing yeah. at it like they don't take any issue yeah with it. exactly so no it's a nice one um, it's a nice one and it's important and it's it's nice to see that Disney are finally coming around to more important topics yeah. within their and even in it as well there, there's, an, there's an alleged not shown because it's Disney still uh, there's an alleged um, lesbian relationship yeah. between kids. I just thought like, yeah, it's just Disney are doing that. Like, yeah. Who would have thought, especially with the whole Dunkate say yeah. gay thing that's going on at the moment know, as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like fair play. Yeah, and it's Pixar who are just like, let us put a movie in cinemas, please. Yeah, I know because all of our movies keep going to Disney. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're like, right, if we're gonna put it there, we're just gonna make it that it's it's mm-hmm. um can be as raunchy, not raunchy, but it can be as controversial. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Well, then the other nominees: The Duke, Fresh, Windfall. Um. We've only one more movie to talk about. Yeah. Studio 666 from the Foo Fighters. <laughs> no, it's a very movie. Uh, you'll love that movie. Uh, Studio 666. You'll like it if you like Foo Fighters. Um, but the Batman, David. The Batman. What we're all here to talk about. Oh, Mark's home. Most, anticip- <laughs> Most anticipated movie of uh, 2022. It is anyway. a movie that I've waited for for so long. Mm-hmm. Not even just since the movie was announced, but I've waited for since loving Batman. Yeah, movies. that type of movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, will we just kind of outline the plot? So I, yeah. We, we, there's okay. like four, there's like four things I want to talk about. Yeah. The story. Yeah. The characters. The world. Yeah. And then sequel. Yeah. So the story of it. Yeah. Is it's Batman. It's his second year as Batman. He's still not 100% with the thing yet. Yeah. He's still getting to grips with it. And um, he's also still getting over the murder of his parents. And 
um, all of a sudden this character comes out of nowhere and starts killing high high ranking officials within Gotham and leaving notes for Batman and that character is the Riddle uh, the Riddler sorry um, most famously portrayed by Jim Carrey of course in 1994's Batman Forever yes. and uh, it's all about Batman trying to solve these riddles solve these clues uh, work through the mystery, but also make some alliances along the way with characters he didn't think he would have to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a great Batman film. That's exactly it. So, The Dark Knight was Batman for everybody. Yeah. This is Batman for, for the comic book fans. Yeah. Like, this is the most... Video game fans. Yeah. Animated show fans. Like, it's the most, like, true to the character Batman that we've got, yeah. I think. And that's not to say, like, that the Dark Knight movie isn't better. But what I would say is I think this is as close to Batman yeah. as we have ever got. Yeah. Um, and, not, and again, not to say it's a good movie. Oh, okay, yeah. I think it's a good movie. Yeah. But that's because I like it because it's a Batman movie. It's very long. Yeah. You dragged me to the midnight screen yeah. again. Yeah. And you feel the you feel the length yeah. of it throughout it. But um, the stuff it's able to do in those three hours is some of the best Batman, Batman stuff yeah. I've ever seen. Like you see kind of um, parallels to Zodiac. You see parallels to... Um, what's that other series? Galway City and How Seven. Much It Rains. Seven. Um, it's that type of realistic, you know, serial killer world. Yeah. Uh, I, I personally love those type of movies. Um, do we want to get onto characters? Yeah, so we got... So, yeah, just want to talk about, like, Robert Pattinson as Batman. Great Batman. Yeah. He looks... This is so good as Batman. I think I, I tried to look it up after the movie or like more recently. I think this is probably the most screen time we've got with a Batman. With a Batman. I think it's like 90 something percent because yeah. he's barely Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Um, and I saw people complaining about his Bruce Wayne but I like to think it's because he hasn't figured out yeah. how to separate yeah. the two. Like to separate yeah. Batman from Bruce Wayne and it gets to the point where he all of a sudden becomes like Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne or uh, Ben Affleck's Bruce yeah. Wayne is like I need to come across as a cocky know-it-all billionaire yeah. so he's people don't think every, he's drunk every night instead so of people don't think yeah. I'm yeah. the Batman but like at, at his core like he is a man that goes out dresses up as a bat and fights crime of course he's a bit of a weirdo not, yeah yeah, and he's not all there and with, which is what we get from Bruce Wayne in this movie um, um, who else we got Alfred's in it connected yeah. he's barely in it yeah alright nice kind of cameo role I think yeah, like, again, like, people are saying Michael Caine's better. I think it's because Batman, we see so much Batman in this, and his, his, his um, he partners up with Gordon more than anyone else, yeah. whereas in the other movies, he would have been Michael Caine Michael was the Caine, voice yeah. of reason, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So that's probably why we don't get too much off in it. Perfectly fine. Mm. Didn't offend me. Um, Zoe Kravitz's uh, Catwoman. Absolutely fantastic. Like, just, well, like, from the comic. Yeah. Um, probably my favourite Catwoman. Yeah. Um, Knocks it out. I think my biggest problem, I don't know if I'm saying this to you about it, which I just think they have a really interesting relationship in it because um, you don't, people are saying they don't have sexual chemistry in it, but I think it's, I, I don't know if it's intentional purely because it's like, how are you supposed, like, what is, what is Batman supposed, is he like, I don't really trust her. Yeah. Also, am I supposed to shift her while I am yeah. dressed as the big exactly. bat? Like, yeah. it's just more conflict, it's the inner confliction I yeah. get into it more. But she's great. She she really plays the part as, you know, a dual thief, uh, someone who thinks on their feet, someone who's like, can like, like use your sexuality to like, complete a mission as yeah. we see in like some of the nightclub scenes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just really, like, as opposed to like, Anne Hathaway, who I didn't think was great, and yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer, who was just, weird. A bit weird, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Um, we get Jim Gordon. We get uh, Jeffrey Wright as Jim Gordon. Fantastic. Je- Jeffrey Wright just needs to be in yeah. so much more things. Yeah. Uh, probably the best Gordon. Yeah, him and Gary Oldman are very good. Like, yeah. um, we've obviously more of Gary Oldman, but like again, he's just he plays a cop really well. Yeah. Or that kind of detective. Mm-hmm. He's he, like we see he's kind of reasonable in his is 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 interactions with batman yeah but like oh it's just, i just really he's just yeah I, like he calls shit out that like is ridiculous which i think is great is great because i think he's kind of our viewpoint into like interacting the insanity with of yeah, Gotham. Yeah. yeah um he's fantastic and as you say he should be in so many more things he's yeah. just great he's just a great and yeah. the, the other thing is i've seen interviews with him he, he seems to love the source material yeah uh, which is uh, again doesn't make a huge difference but it's it's yeah. obviously nice when you, someone comes through like that uh, Paul Dano as the Riddler um, not as good as Jim Carrey obviously but <laughs> look he, he gave it a red hot go yeah. uh, no I think he's, Paul Dano's great mm. in so many things um, he plays Psycho very he well he plays Psycho so well and yeah. this it's yeah it's, it, he plays menacing so well yeah. and like from even from the first from scene from the first scene it's yeah. like I saw it compared to like it's up there with the Joker heist scene or the yeah. Bane plane scene Yeah, it's just that opening scene you just understand the character mm. and it's so his whole character is so topical at the moment yeah. as well. I won't go into it in case people care about it being spoiled. But uh, yeah, it's just he plays it so well. And the scenes that people want to see of like him in prison and stuff. And yeah. those scenes are fantastic. The two of them together. Yeah. Just really good chemistry. I cannot wait to see, like, if he comes back in yeah. somehow, if he comes back in future movies, I can't wait for it. And I, like, that's what you, like, it's great when they just get Oscar winning, Oscar caliber yeah. actors to play these roles. I, know, and I don't yeah. understand how... They can't pitch it to Oscar-winning actors yeah. more because, like, especially when the characters are so complex and just yeah. so interesting, like the Riddler is in this movie, it's just phenomenal. Yeah. And his whole motivation is understandable, but also his plans are are very kind of modern. Mm. It's a modern take on, yeah. on what his plans are. Obviously, it's different to say that the Jim Carrey version is different to other versions. It, in that, it's worse. <laughs> In in may, maybe in games and stuff like that, which I liked. Yeah, he's more of a I wouldn't say terrorist, but he's like a yeah yeah. Just, and I think what what's really interesting about it is there's scenes where he's being insane. Yeah, and we think we know what he's talking about. Yeah, and then it just flips yeah. the entire dynamic of a scene, but he plays it so well that you don't expect what he's going to say. Yeah, and then he says it, and then you go back and see how that was a layer in an entire different set. It's just like that's he plays it so yeah. well. Um, so yeah, I would love to see more Paul Dano if possible. Um, the Pierce, the the recipient recipient of the Pierce Brosnan Award for Excellence in yeah. Acting, yeah. Colin Farrell is in this movie. Well, I've heard from people that they didn't recognize him. That's one makeup's thing. great. How did that? Oh, that gets nominated next year. That yeah. should win for best makeup. Yeah, for sure, straight away. And um, he is a beautiful blend of menacing and hilarious. Yeah, he is the comic relief in this movie. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't have thought a good-looking Colin Farrell would play the Penguin, but when yeah. you see him in this... And the fact that... He, when you see him in Bruges and stuff, you know what his comedy's yeah. like. And when he brings it into this movie in scenes that are just so good, yeah. um, but yet so menacing. And he plays a greasy, like, yeah. mob boss in a way. It's just beautiful. And the fact that he's getting his own show, love I, it. I think it adds to that layer of Gotham City in itself that yes. someone like that can be so... Um, maybe not successful but so prolific he you know we were introduced we, we introduced to him um when batman kind of enters the club 
but we see him interact with say Bruce Wayne as yeah. well we see him interact with Selena Kyle he even Gordon I think Gordon there's a, that might well, be a conversation yeah. oh there is the, oh my God, yeah uh, he's just and it's as you say it's it's I wouldn't even say it's comic relief it's more just kind of a break in tension yeah yeah, yeah. he's just oh he's so good and it's it's realist it's realist it's realist not even acting it's just realist a real type of person that yeah. you would get in that world and it's it's probably it's one of the it's, it's one of the most memorable things about the movie yeah. and as you say I'm very interested to hear how that show goes um, some standout kind of lines standout take it easy sweetheart hey you don't know Spanish <laughs> la instead I, of L <laughs> I got you right that's out of the system mm. um by the way, just want to point out on a side note, I was in a uh, petrol station today and I saw the Sun newspaper and the headline was um, The Call Monty and apparently it's people have found this whole thing of Colin Farrell as a model 18 year old in a thong. Good for him. Yeah, I know. Fair play. Uh, finally, other person as well as Carmine Falcone, John Totoro. Yeah. Massively un- uh, miscast oh. in my opinion. Really? Oh, I don't think he was good at all. You I just like it. No. I no. just thought I, he was not menacing at all in my opinion. I just felt like it didn't seem like that's the I just he wasn't menacing enough I don't think he did the things they said he did I just that was my vibe from him okay. I think he should have got someone way more terrifying in that role I think that kind of worked though because he, like, he's he's the type of person that gets away with stuff like that because <laughs> I, just for the audience I'm warming up my slapping hand <laughs> because he he kind of has that um, lovable kind of fodder figure maybe. look to him Maybe. I don't know. I think you could have got someone scarier, but I don't know. Oh, Peter McDonald from Your Bad Self, yeah. Irish actor. Yeah. He's in it. Not in much, but I was a big uh, fan. Oh, that's great. Uh, Peter Skarsgård's in it for a small bit. Yeah. Uh, he's also very good in it. Yeah. Uh, Barry Keoghan is in it as Unseen Arkham Prisoner. Yeah. Uh, there's a deleted scene that's out there if you want to watch it, but um, yeah, he might be in more movies and it'd be interesting to see. It'd be interesting to see, yeah. But again, I don't want to be Talk, making sweeping statements on movie, on roles that haven't been technically yeah. put into a movie exactly yeah um, yeah and then what else we got we kind of did characters we've done story bit the world yeah love it I, I love the fact that they got out of New York and Chicago because yeah. it's so easy to do Gotham City and just have Chicago and you'll, you'll see a, a skyline shot and you'll be like yeah that's Chicago yeah but they went to say places like London Glasgow Liverpool yeah. and it's more kind of <clears throat> gothic setting yeah um, and it's less of the kind of high rise buildings and more kind of yeah. down kind the of slums yeah, of like New York yeah, and stuff and like kind of the deep kind of underground kind of areas which I really enjoyed and again it gives that kind of unique um, look to to the world um, we obviously see we don't see the the uh, Wayne Mansion we just see um, Wayne Tower yeah and that was again interesting to see that um, obviously Bruce Wayne isn't confident enough to go back and, and live in, in, in his yeah. mansion he's, he's still kind of uh, in protective mode up in, up in uh, Wayne Tower mm-hmm. um, we didn't s- well I suppose we got a little bit of a back cave it did which I loved I thought it was yeah. really cool it was like a terminus yeah it was really cool yeah and again um, it, it, we, we saw a bit of that in The Dark Knight where his grandfather great grandfather father worked on the cave. underground railroad and stuff like that and, and made sense but this one is a little bit different yeah um, we see it, it kind of interact with when there's certain clues left by the Riddler and stuff like yeah. that and then obviously uh, he has certain gadgets which may be a little bit unrealistic but it, okay. I think it works for the, yeah. for the movie 
But yeah, I just think the, the, the world that uh, Matt Reeves built, and I think one of the biggest things I say about this movie is that um, the, the Tim Burton Batmans, we know them as the Tim Burton Batmans, yeah. the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. This is not the Matt Reeves Batman. Yeah. Because I don't think there's much of, a, of his fingerprint on this. But what I do think there is, is comic accuracy. Yeah. And I think that's what stands this movie more than his correct, uh, correct, director, directorial vision. And that's nothing against Matt Reeves. He no, did it yeah. he did it through perfection. Yeah. I'm just saying he didn't try and make it his own. He yes. just tried to make it like it is in, in the in, in the source material, which yeah. I which I really loved. And Absolutely, he didn't yeah. he didn't try to like put his own spin. It's like, oh but I like doing this. He's like, yeah. no, this is how it is in the comics. But I feel like he is he ha- uh, he's been so so many different types of movies so far in his yeah. career that he, I don't think he's even got to that stage where he's like, This is my type of yeah. film. Which he I loves flares. Yeah. Big fan of flares. Yeah. Um but yeah, as you say, it, it, like that's probably the, the one of the best bits about it is that there's nothing kind of, I wouldn't say unique, but nothing that kind of makes it stand out yeah. compared to other um, things from the source material. And just even going back to how all the actors in it don't do their generic stuff. Yeah. Uh, except for maybe Paul Dano. But like, yeah. everyone's kind of doing the, like, the character rather than yeah. their interpret like them doing that character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but Matt Reeves, more than happy for him to do the sequel oh, as well. Yeah. Um, I want to see, I want to see Mr. Freeze, David. Yeah. Uh, I want to see people I haven't seen before. Yeah. Well, I also want to see a good Mr. Freeze. Yeah. I reckon he could do Poison Ivy. So yeah, the thing about this this type of film, or, and Matt Reeves has said this himself, is it's hyper-realism. So like, you have, say, a character like, you know, the Riddler, and it's it's that type of Zodiac killer, you know, serial killer type of, of, of character, rather than maybe the Jim Carrey type. The better one. The better one, exactly. Um, so that's probably where I would see the issues with maybe Mr. Freeze. As you say, I'd love to see Mr. Freeze. Christoph Waltz. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Is he big it? enough? I think you need you more of it. No, you a don't. Big, th- big, thin man. You can be like thin enough. Yeah, okay. Big Why, hello man. there, Batman. Hello, Batman. <laughs> I would like to freeze you. Okay. <laughs> well, if you have to get a good... Um, performance out of Christoph Waltz then you have to get a uh, winter you know um yeah like and you said um poison ivy as well Robin yeah I mean there's it there's any way this could go because it's, it's the type of thing that like again if it makes sense in the real world they could do it yeah but I just I'm don't want Joker I'm done with Joker for a while yeah I mean let me just so just uh, to touch on the deleted scene I like I did get a lot of silence of the land vibes and I think that could be cool if that's the type of thing that like pops up every once in a while like they're like so are you saying more that the influences of this universe are from like serial killers yeah exactly that's cool yeah um yeah man bat man bat man bat but again it doesn't make any sense it wouldn't make any sense in the world yeah it's just that type of yeah I want Mr. Freeze yeah and I will settle for no less (laughs) settle for no less um, right, so what are we saying? Are we saying this is the best movie of the month? Absolutely the month, movie of the month goes it's, to it's the, the only, It's the only one I want Let me just check the producer Ambulance! <laughs> <laughs> okay, Batman Are you mad? <laughs> <laughs> no more lies! <laughs> okay, Batman uh, Rob Pattinson Yeah, I'd love to see him Yeah, come pop he seems like He seems like a good yeah, crack Pop around I'll, yeah. I'll make you one of those weird You know, read that GQ article of all the weird yeah. things make, We'll make some laugh for you Thanks, we'll. we'll give you an award yeah. And if not uh, Or Colin, come and sec both yeah. There's only, uh, the Batman has the most movie of the, we're going to have to think of a snappy name for that but we'll get around to it you know, it has the most Reading the Peers monthly movie awards than any other movie ba- the, Batman. the Batman oh yeah of course now it has two it has two Cheap by the Dozen only as well Windfall has one and Morbius has one there we go there we go right okay we'll try and wrap this up very quickly I just want to briefly go through the movies that are coming up for April yeah. not a lot as yeah. far as I can see we got Sonic the Hedgehog 2 God yeah. knows what that'll be like we haven't already seen it <laughs> uh, The Bubble 
on Netflix. It's all about a production uh, for like a sixth movie in a franchise, and but it's a COVID bubble. Hilarious. Uh, it's got a, it's Adam McKay, not Adam McKay. What's the face? Uh, Judd Apatow, Apatow yeah. a lot of the famous faces in it. Pedro Pascal, Karen Gillan, other people. Keegan Michael Keel, Keegan Michael Keel. His wife's in it as well. Dina. Oh, uh, Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann. Looks like it could be good. Don't know. Uh, Fantastic Beasts. My God, Dumbledore has been keeping all those secrets from us. The third one. Yeah. I'm really interested in it. I mean, although if I wish the main stars would stop getting in trouble. Yeah, that's the issue. Um, I mean, it's just to see Mad Mickelson in it. So Grace Randolph, our Lord and Savior Grace Randolph, I can't not mention her on yeah. the podcast. Um, she said that it's a very charming movie, and apparently oh. they don't shy away from the um, relationship of Dumbledore and Grindelwald. So she said, like, that's really cool about the movie. Like, there's not even... I don't think there's a sex scene or anything like that, but, like, it's without a doubt they they fucked. Okay. Which I think is cool. Don't know if For, I take her opinion to her too, too much after... After she likes recent, Morbius? Recent things. Yeah, but, like, put it... No, but, yeah. like, she says it's there. But, like, when you consider all the shit that's going on with J.K. Yeah, Rowling... that's fair, yeah. Um, yeah. Putin's best friend. Did you oh, see that? No. Oh, my God. Okay, side tangent. Um, this is, uh... What you call it? This is the political corner. Putin came out and said oh my god what's it everyone giving out to me online it's this damn cancel culture it's like what happened with JK Rowling (laughs) could you imagine could you imagine you're on Putin's side (laughs) JK Rowling's like oh no she has to rewrite one of the Harry Potter books so that the bad guys are from Russia (laughs) this has been Reading the Fierce News (laughs) Uh, The Lost City yeah uh, which I've actually seen because I'm an Omniplex gold member um, and he's free on Tuesdays <laughs> and I'm free on Tuesdays I actually don't run um, David hasn't seen it but if people get a chance to go see it it's great it's a lot of fun it doesn't it, it's exactly what it is on the like says what does what it says on the tin it's a, it's a, it's a rom-com movie about an adventure with, between Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum and they have to go and find a treasure um, yeah but what like I think what sells it for me is the acting in it like Sandra Bullock's great Chang Tain was phenomenal and I think there's some, some really good supporting characters in it cast in it that just have like some lines that like were said so quickly that most of the audience didn't hear but I just think are just some of the funniest shit ever yeah. Dan Radcliffe is meh in it yeah. um, but he's having fun yeah, yeah. Um, and it's interesting yeah go watch it. it it's a perfect Netflix movie my god it's great but if you can watch it in cinemas it's a good couples movie as well um, so would recommend that as well um, The Northman yeah, interested about Robert Eggers. Eggers, yeah. From The Lighthouse and The Witch. Yeah. Or The Vivitch. The Vivitch. <laughs> um, this is going to be... This is going to be fucked. This is going to be weird. And I can't wait. Um, so it's got... Is Nicole Kidman in that? Possibly. It's got... Oh yeah, it's Nicole Kidman. Alexander, Alexander Skarsgård. Anna Taylor-Joy. Bjork. Uh, Bill Skarsgård. And Willem Dafoe. Oh, well, two uh, Skarsgårds. I know. This, um, Anna Dafoe. Uh, so it's... Uh, it's described as a grounded story set in Iceland at the turn of the 10th century that centres on a Nordic prince who seeks revenge for the death of his father. I'm on board. I, I've seen The Lighthouse. Yeah, I'm, like, I, I've seen The Lighthouse. Uh, I haven't seen The Witch. I wonder, is there going to be more kind of mystical things added in there? Maybe. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm big on... I'm, well, Cinematography looks very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, father Stu, Mark Wahlberg, yeah. Mel Gibson, what more do you want? Um, is that like a bit like um, Daddy's Home? No. Do you know this? Do you know the name? Do you know what this plot, plot no. is? So, when an injury ends his amateur boxing career, Stuart Long moves to Los Angeles to find oh, money and fame. Yeah. When scraping by as a supermarket clerk, he meets Carmen, a Sunday school teacher who seems immune to his bad boy charm. What 
the fuck is this? <laughs> anyway, determined to win her over, the longtime agnostic starts going to church to impress her. However, yeah. a motorcycle accident leaves him wondering if he can use his second chance to help others, leading him to a surprising realisation that he's meant to be a Catholic priest. I'm just interested to see how Mark Wahlberg does in that. Yeah. The, the trailer looks, I was like, interesting. Yeah. So I'm just intrigued. I'll wait for the Rotten Tomato score, or if there's nothing on that week. No, Operation Mincemeat and the Northmen are out that week, so I'll probably go see them first. Yeah. Uh, Operation Mincemeat. A load of British actors talking about something troublesome. Yeah. I'm Again, I'm interested. Um, <clears throat> again, you're, you're kind of... I can see this being along the lines of The Kingsman. Really? Yeah. Okay. Operation Mincemeat is set in 1943 as the Allies are determined to launch an all-out assault on Fortress mm. Europe, but they face an impossible challenge to protect a massive invasion force from entrenched German firepower and avert a potential massacre. This yeah. is one that, like dad see on Netflix be yeah. like stick that on there now yeah. and then the, and then my mom's like oh but Colin Firth's in it he's gorgeous <laughs> that was a great impression I do. you've met my mother yeah. you know she sounds exactly, exactly like, that. like that yeah no I'm, I'm interested in that one uh, I, um, think it's, I think it'd be a good kind of midweek movie but the my most anticipated movie of the month could be the unbearable weight of, of massive talent and, uh, it is Nick Cage playing Nick Cage no, it's actually Nicolas Cage playing Nick Cage. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, it's, it says that on the poster, Nicolas Cage, and then as Nick Cage. So it's uh, unfulfilled and facing financial ruin. Act- actor Nicolas Cage accepts $1 million to offer, uh, a $1 million offer to attend a wealthy fan's birthday party. Things take a wildly unexpected turn when, the C- when a CIA operative recruits Cage for an unusual mis- mission. Uh, taking on the role of a lifetime, he soon finds himself channeling his most iconic and beloved characters to save his- himself and his loved ones. Cannot fucking wait for this. Do you know what I forgot to mention, actually? Well, um, No, so firstly, that sounds a little bit like the... Do you know that movie about Kim Jong-un? The interview. Interview, yeah. Sounds a bit like that. Sorry, the, the one thing I... You can cut this out if you want. Um, the one thing I forgot to mention about Ambulance... He mentions two of his other movies Excellent. in the movie. Excellent. He mentions The Rock and uh, Bad Boys. I'm like, get out of your own hole. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't wait. This is gonna be yeah. This is gonna be it's fun. Re- it's ridiculous. Uh, it's fun enough concept. Me, yeah. uh, it's already got a good score on Rotten Tomatoes, I think, because it was it came out at North by Northwest or Sundance. South by Southwest. Or South by Southwest. Sorry, Southwest, you're in the wrong directions, David. Uh, it's got a hundred percent wrong. It, to you're telling me it doesn't happen. It doesn't take place in Donegal. No. <laughs> Sunny Southeast, David. <laughs> um, yeah, can't wait. Yeah. Um, if you were to ask me two days ago, I'd probably say Sonic. Yeah. Ask me today, only because I've seen Sonic now. Yeah. Might say the Nick Cage movie. Yeah. So- Sonic, I have great things to say about Sonic. Yeah. Listen back in a month's time or go into my letterbox. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, David, is that everything for March? Have we recapped March? That's March. That's have, March. We done have I cured you? Have I cured the audience of their March movie madness? March movie madness. That's the only cure. <laughs> um. Right, I'm not going to bother go through all the movies again. I'm just going to stick it up on the Instagram. The yep. traffic light system. Yeah. Um, right. Anything else to add, David? The last thing I'll say is um, we've gone through three months now. Mm-hmm. Um, will we will we'll probably say this is the best month so far. Best month so far, January, then February. January, February. Yeah. February was weak. Yeah. Weak sauce. Um, Much like a sauce from Cheap by the Dozen too. Yeah. I, I, mean, dozen, just the, I mean, when you consider that we are still struggling with March Madness, I mean, I'm so Madness. sick of it. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> right. Well, thank you very much for listening, ladies and gents. Um, I hope you had as much fun as we did, because I had no fun. <laughs> this is a struggle. Struggle. <laughs> my God. To have to talk that long. Do you have any idea? How, oh, so much effort. 
It's like pulling teeth. <laughs> pulling teeth, this guy. Um, but yeah, again, thanks again. If you want to listen to other ones, they're there on Spotify and Apple. Subscribe. Give me that five-star rating. Yeah, we want that five stars. <laughs> and yeah. And oh yeah, vote in the poll. What are you excited for? And any other comments, stick them in the question section on Spotify or message me on Instagram. Um, yeah, thank you very much. Have a great April, guys. Mm-hmm.